Life Audio. Oh, welcome to the show. Welcome to Billy and the Goat. Our show is all about overcoming life's challenges, overcoming adversity. Sometimes I share with you my, my own personal battles in life, hoping to help many of you in and out of your struggles. And sometimes we have a guest. Today, we have a guest. Her name is Brianna Skillman. She is a very special guest, I might add. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to the show. Brianna grew up in Virginia Beach, Virginia with her parents, Wayne and Cheryl Stillman. You may recall... Me talking about her late father, Wayne, in previous episodes. Amazing, amazing man. Brianna graduated from Gateway Christian Academy here in Virginia Beach, where they, and I quote, train young people spiritually, academically, socially, and physically. After graduating from Gateway, Brianna went on to Virginia Wesleyan College which is in Virginia Beach also. She made the decision to drop out of college shortly thereafter to help her best friend and family open and launch a pretty big houseplant company called Plant House. She has a lot of responsibility there. Wow. Brianna's favorite hobbies are work. Imagine that her father was a workaholic. We'll talk about that more later. She takes a lot of pride in what she does. If she is not working, then Brianna is probably in with her dogs. Exploring her new town in North Carolina, where she just moved, or hanging out with friends and family. Brianna, welcome to the show. You there? Brianna? (laughs) Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, Absolutely, absolutely. Your goals are to continue developing your passionate leaders like yourself and help them reach their full potential. Brianna says, I have my hand in developing leaders in my current role, and I love every moment of it. A five-year golden verse is to own a few rental properties and open an event venue. Brianna already has one rental property. Congratulations on that. That's awesome, Brianna. And plans to add a couple more next year. Wow. Wow. Wow, girl. I mean, you're already doing it big. 
Trying. What are we? Are you doing it? I mean, how old are you? How old are you? Twenty six. Twenty six. Twenty six. Just turned twenty six. Just and turned twenty six. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just turned twenty six. Trying to do the thing. Yeah, you're doing it. I mean, you already have one property here back in Virginia Beach, right? Now you're in North Carolina, just yeah. moved to North Carolina a few weeks ago. That's awesome. Congratulations. Let's start. It's been a lot of fun. It's been crazy. I bet. I bet. Let's start with Gateway. Gateway Christian Academy. How'd you like that? Yeah. I went there my entire life. So kindergarten until 12th grade, I graduated high school from Gateway. That's actually where my dad went. So when they moved to Virginia Beach, that's where he went. Wow. I had no idea. I mean, I'm learning as we go. So obviously, I guess you liked it. I mean, from kindergarten to 12th grade. I have, it's, it's a very small school. So I graduated with, I was one of 14. So when I graduated high school, I had only 14 people in my class. So I graduated top 15. That was pretty cool for sure. <laughs> but they, it's, That's awesome. It was definitely, it was cool. I had actually a lot of the same classmates from kindergarten until high school i think in ninth grade we ended up getting two or three more students in our class and that's how we got up to 14 but most of us were together from kindergarten until we graduated so it's very small close-knit community but yeah wow that's special i went to i i, I didn't grow up here i grew up in in maryland and i went to all board private school from fifth to twelfth you went from third to twelfth i thought my class was small i had 60 Seven kids in my class. She has 15. Wow. I don't, yeah, I don't think there were even 67 people in my high school when we were there. <laughs> like when I was in, when I graduated, I don't think there were even 67 from ninth grade to 12th grade. Yeah, it's such a small school. So wow. that's, 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 that's very rare. So that you graduated from what year? And get from Gateway, two thousand two thousand fifteen. Fifteen. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yep. You have three dogs. We heard them. Yeah, we we had them. We heard them barking. Kind yeah. Beasley and Logger. Yes. I've done. Oh my gosh! Girl, air trip. I'm actually yeah. There's three of them, and only one of me. So it's I've actually gotten all three dogs from different people so i think they found me but there's a lot of them (laughs) three of them's a lot i thought it wouldn't be that many but it is (laughs) how do you i mean how do you manage that a lot of patience and my cousin autumn she helps a lot she's always there with the dogs and playing with them and so it's it's helpful for sure (laughs) so it just works out that's awesome it's, yeah, they, so I had, oh, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, you're fine. Yeah, I had one from my mom's friends when I moved out of mom's house. And it was, it's a little dog. I heard about like seven years ago. And then I swear at plant house. And then in November, I just adopted the third dog who my other cousin was fostering and so 
when she was fostering her, she brought her over to play with my dogs and they all got along. So I just adopted the third one as well. So it's been, it's been a lot, but it's been fun. They all have their own little personalities. <laughs> I bet. You go, girl. That's a lot. You got a little family there. So after <laughs> Gateway, you went to Virginia Westland. And after Virginia yes. Westland, so you got, uh, yeah, how long were you there at Virginia Westland? About, I would say about a year. I started my, my second year, but left in the beginning, the first semester of my second year. So I didn't even that second year. And you left to work with your friends. They opened in a business, right? Playhouse. I did. Yes. I, I have always been the one to choose work a little bit more than school, which, you know, had its fair share of struggles when you're supposed to be graduating school and all those things. But I ended up leaving. I ended up going to work more than I was going to class. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to take a break from school and just help see, you know, kind of where this journey takes me with, with Bailey and her family and ended up dropping out of school. And I haven't looked back since. It's been, I tried to go back a couple times to school, but I've always got back in the work instead. So that's so interesting. Virginia, it's funny because I believe it or, or not, we were touring Virginia Wesleyan and dad said something about the landscaping. It was like, oh, they have like great landscaping here. And <laughs> I don't know if that surprises anybody, but yeah, he's, you know, he was very thoroughly impressed with the grounds there and thought that would be a good school to go to because of it. So, you know, after everything happened with dad passing away, it was... It felt like a good one to go to. It's closer to closer to mom. It was only about fifteen minutes from mom's house, and so it was it was nice to kind of be able to go back and forth, but still have that like on campus feel. So that was really fun. But ultimately, we ended up deciding to leave to go out here with Plant House, and it's taken me pretty far ever since then. That's for sure. Well, you know, to hear you say you preferred work over school i'm not surprised because your parents are workaholics so no wonder they are oh my god right and we need to tell <laughs> we need to tell mom that because she doesn't she says you know she wants me to go back to school sometimes i'm like you work just as much as you know you and dad both work so much like that's where i'm getting it from i'm not coming up with this on my own so well, it's yeah <laughs> Well, thank God, you you know, I just think about there's so many people, and you can relate to this, not necessarily relate to this, but understand this. There's so many people that don't want to work. Like, I can't, I can't wrap my head around that, how people don't want to work, you know, just, and it's, it's not just the young generation, it's a lot of people that's just lazy. You know, we turned Plant House from a plant importing business into retail. And trying to find people to work in the retail industry is is very hard. You know, a lot of people don't want to, like you mentioned, they don't want to work or, you know, they just, it doesn't, they don't have a drive for it or a passion for it. So even when they are working, sometimes it's not like ideal, you know, you need somebody helpful and reliable. And sometimes yeah, people just like to work for paychecks too, which is understandable. But yeah, I definitely have always had a passion to work. So it's. A little different for me, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's like you're going in two different re- directions. You know, the way you were, that see, we were raised, but you know, in home, both parents work, 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 work. 
go figure the daughter the only child i'm an only child too i i get it i'm all i love being an only child but yeah you so you understand it can be frustrating playhouse you have a lot of responsibility aren't you you're a manager you manage people and stores i think right Yes, so I am in charge of all two of our operating locations and their management teams there on site. And then I also do the training, hiring, staffing, and store sets at our new outs. So when we open new stores, Bailey and I go out, we help with the physical build out, like the shelving and all the displays and those things. We do store sets where we put all the product in place. We work with a lot of plants, of course. We bring in plants from Florida every single week to all of our stores. So overseeing plants and things like that. I basically oversee operations for the company as far as like like that side goes. So I have my hand in, in leading and managing our managers that are on staff. But we currently have, I believe, 94 employees across all 10 locations, our warehouse, and our office space. So That is intense. It's, it's a lot. It's, it is it's, a lot. <laughs> It's a big effort, especially because when I first started working with them, it was just me, Bailey, and her parents. And now to have, we range anywhere from over 100 employees to about that 90 employee mark, just depending on the time of the season, the retail season. So it's been a, a heavy growth, heavy, heavy growth over the last few years, for sure. Wow. Good for you. But it's a lot of fun. Plants yeah. and people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, That's awesome. it's great. It's right up your alley. It's a lot of fun. It definitely is. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's so it's interesting to see, you know, where you are. There's there's obviously there's some connection. There's some your dad was was an out I would say was an out outdoorsman. Loved to be, you know, out in the yard, if you will, or working on his car. Let's talk about your dad. And like I'm not surprised at all, like the path you're on right now, because I'm sure it weighs very, very closely to your parents. You know, you want to talk about that? Is it, is it, is it purposeful? Like, do you recognize how much you have in common with, you know, your parents, your dad, your mom, and your dad? I definitely do. Managers about it yesterday when I was in our. South Carolina's store. You know, I was mentioning the fact that, like, I remember growing up at Gateway, we had to play a lot of sports because, you know, team or else you don't have a team. So a lot of us played sports. So, you know, I would think about these times where I would go and I would have these games and, you know, dad would be working, but he would stop and he would show up and he would still be in his, you know, sweatpants and t-shirt and you know come into gateway and watch the games or you know come up on the lawnmower when he was doing the yards at or doing the grounds at the school and he would stop and ride the you know lawnmower over to a soccer game or something and you know my mom was never shy of missing a game and things like that you know she always would make like t-shirts and stuff with like my sports number and like name and stuff on it like she was like my little number one fan and it was just funny to me because we were talking about how you know, they work so hard and it was such a, it's, it's a blessing to be able to have parents to look up to like that. I think that it's, I, I lucked out. I don't think everybody has the opportunity to have parents like I did. They always provided for me. They were always there for me, but they were always working so hard. You know, even now mom works multiple jobs. She's always volunteered places. She volunteers with the food bank. 
she was volunteering with the Sandler Center and they promoted her to ask her to work there with her with them while she still works her job that she's had for you know over 15 20 years and you know she works at the she works at the amphitheater in the summer because she likes working with her friends and helping there like they've always worked so hard and you knew my dad like he if he wasn't you know working on somebody's house or painting or doing the grounds he was helping somebody like family or friends with their projects at their house before he was doing anything like for himself and i definitely see that now i feel like it gets called out on me a little bit more probably than it did on her mom but it's definitely where the drive comes from you know and i don't i can't sit still i can't watch things like decline or do any like like i was talking to you about the yard like i feel like that would still strike me with lightning probably if my yard didn't look good now (laughs) but i think it's just i had that opportunity to have really great parents that work so hard it's it's i definitely have two incredible parents it's been a blessing but my work ethic is definitely from both of them even though you know i don't i don't think mom sees it so i think she wonders why i work so much and do too much but she does the same thing so i try to tell her that <laughs> yeah well mom's just being mom oh my gosh so obviously there's some really strong faith in your family in you your dad mom have you always had a really strong faith like even when you were at Gateway, is that where things kind of increased as far as being faithful, having faith? So recognizing that you, you know, went to Gateway and coming from parents with really, really strong faith, your faith, did that did now was that through Gateway? Was it primarily home, mom and dad, or or kind of a combination of all three? I would say it's it was definitely a combination. You know, I think my parents were, I I think my parents had their their beliefs and in, in the way that we did things like at home really correlated a lot with how I was raised at Gateway as well. So I would say it's kind of a combination of everything. You know, when I was at Gateway, I had the opportunity to listen to a lot of guest speakers. So you get, you know, insight from other people as well as just like the people you were raised with and and the people you're around you know all the time there's even somebody that came to gateway years ago that's still one of my favorite speakers and one of my favorite leaders that i listen to his podcast weekly who i he definitely influenced me and he still influences me and to this day like in my role that i have now it's john max and i remember him speaking I just, I remember him speaking at Gateway and that kind of like moving me at that time. And it's just something that had always kind of stuck with me. And I think years later, I discovered his podcast and realized it was the same person and was like, wow, this is funny because now I listen to John Maxwell's leadership podcast every week. So I would say definitely a combination of many things. I think I had the opportunity to meet a lot of people that had a good influence on my faith as well, just friends and you know colleagues and stuff from other schools and i think it's kind of just a combination of everything but definitely mom and dad you know establishing that base was before i even got to school at gateway so all right yeah now as far as handling you know stress and and just you know stuff that's what helped you I mean, I'm thinking out of the box grades, you know, the stresses of high school, the stresses of work, you were able to use your faith to lean on God, right? I mean, is that, 
Yeah, I mean, I would I would say so. You know, definitely in my time at school and and you know when everything was going on with that and everything like that is definitely something I could lean on for sure. I think that you know school is just never my strong suit. I feel bad equating that to you know my faith a little bit, but you know I definitely feel like it was it was definitely influential for sure. You know what? I think everyone's path, obviously, is different. You know, there probably there's a whole, probably whole people that went to school who probably shouldn't have, should have taken your path, and vice versa. People that took your path and should have, you know, spent more time in education. But the best part about it all is you found your your way you found the sweet spot question whenever you were stressed about stuff school work life friends who was your go-to who's your go-to i would say my mom is my go-to so she's i call her and i say okay i need to talk you through something or i need you to hear me out and she starts laughing and she that's kind of how I always open the phone call I always say okay hear me out and she's like oh no right she's always like oh no but she's she's my go to she's my she's definitely my piece in a in a storm she's always got the I feel like now our relationship is like she can always kind of calm me down or settle me down or like talk me through things I know when I was growing up that she was stressed a lot in our relationship now is much different than it was when I was growing up but, but now I crack up because I'll call her and we joke because I said if she doesn't pick up on the first time and it goes to voicemail I'm like I'm your only kid what else like who else are you talking to that you can't answer my phone call mom and she tries to get me she tries to call me and do the same thing and I think it's really funny so she'll she'll be like oh I hope it goes to voicemail so I can tell you that you shouldn't be you only have one mom. You should pick up for me every time. So she's my she's my peace in every storm. Lots for sure. That is my go to and my best friend. So that's a. I'm sorry. That's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, people. See, the it's even funny because I know your mom. A lot of people don't know your mom, right? She's right. oh my god. Yeah, she's hilarious. Oh man, let's talk about your dad. Your dad, your dad was amazing. Oh. Yeah, your dad was amazing. Your dad is one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my life. Father, friend, worker, husband, I mean, man of God. I think his favorite scripture, and I have it up, correct me if I'm wrong, he must be greater, he, he must become greater, I must become less. John 3.30, yeah. Many, many years ago, that, that, it didn't have the same meaning to me many years ago that it does today. And that was 100% your dad. I just wanted to share with you, like he helped, and you know, he helped put my gym together. Like this was, my gym was a bar. It was an old, wretched, nasty bar for like 30 years. And your dad brought it like I helped 
tear stuff out, get it out of here. And your dad put his hands on it and was like, it was, it's, it's amazing where the gym is, where I am, where, you know, he was, and wasn't just with the gym. Like he was like that. I think for everyone, whatever he did, if he's doing someone's lawn, working on a car, what have you, would you agree? I would, I would definitely agree. That was one of the most selfless men I've ever, I, I, like I mentioned before, it was a blessing to watch parents like mine, you know, someone so selfless, someone so caring, you know, to 5 a.m., 4.30 a.m. until, you know, 6 or 7 o'clock at night and get home and shower and go right back out and help somebody else. I remember when he was helping you at the gym, I think, I think mom and I came up there a couple times to see what you guys were up to. But it was, it's, he always had someone else or something else on his mind. I don't think he ever, you know, I don't think he was ever the kind of person that would put himself first. Like, I think about this, I know this is probably really lean, but he has the same lunchbox, the same plastic igloo lunchbox for my entire time growing up. That He never bought himself a new lunchbox. Like, he's, like, something is, like, he was never one for himself. And, and I think that was always such an incredible thing. And, and you mentioned his favorite verbs that really, really helped him get through his, you know, his, his battle with cancer. He was always like, oh, well, he's in controls. So um, we're just going to do what we can. And, you know, he was always in that mindset of like, God's greater than me and my struggles. He's going to do what he needs to do or what we need to do. And we're just going to keep it moving. And I can remember, you know, mom taking him to doctor's appointments and, and after doctor's appointments with rounds of chemo, him going to somebody's house and helping them with something or going back right. to work or whatever, thinking of somebody else all the time that was crazy. So anytime you wanted anything, we had to get it for him because he never asked for anything. So, you know. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah. I mean, he was selfless. And and, and 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 to a fault, like he wouldn't even talk disparagingly about anyone. Now, this is out in public. I laugh about this because I don't know what he was like when he got home, but like I would say, hey, so-and-so is a real jerk or blah, 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 you know, or something that wronged him or this, that, and the other, right? And the most I could get out of him was, hmm, that was like, he would just make that noise. Yeah. Mm, that's that. I'm like, that's that. Okay. Yep. 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 That's me. If it's me, I'm going off the rails. That mother, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Nope. Right. I'm just like, dad. <laughs> yep. like, what are you, a robot? <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. It, um, he, was, yeah. he was amazing. He was amazing. That makes more sense. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. He didn't even like, talk about people in a poor way like at home you know it was never different back at- yeah but he lived it like he lived like he lived how god expects wants encourages us to live like he lived it and i'm so i'm so grateful to him because where i am mentally and spiritually and this podcast right this podcast along with where like the gym is headed 
has everything to do with your dad and the development of just, I'm so grateful, you know, to him for that. He passed on June 4, 2015. I know it was a surprise to everyone. I remember talking to your mom, like you were supposed to start working out again with me the following week, I think that Monday. And they said he was going to, you know, he had the doctor's appointment and he went to the doctor's appointment and it just kind of, everything just kind of went south. I had no idea. I actually went to your house to see how he was doing, check up on him. And there was a young lady sitting on the porch and I said, Hey, I'm here to see Wayne. And she says, Oh, sir, I'm sorry. You know, Wayne passed away. And I just, I just lost it right there. And I never knew, you know, what happened, how, you know, obviously it was traumatic for you. Did you have the same go-to to help you through that time? Yeah. I, you know, for me now thinking back to it, you know, the first thing I would say is in a, in a selfish way, I, I of course would never want to lose my dad. Right. That's the coolest dude I've ever met in my life. Like I would not want to lose him, but to have 10 years with somebody who was bottling with cancer, you know, I remember in third grade when they came to the school to tell me that dad was diagnosed with cancer. They, they took me on a class to tell me that he only had a couple months to live. So when he passed away a week before I graduated high school, yes, I'm, you know, I heartbroken and a lot of, a lot of emotions, but like how, like knowing it now, like years later, like knowing he's not suffering. I, I mean, living through, you know, it was definitely something that was, there was, it was very tough. I mean, I remember that week it's, we had a photo together from, I think I was little, I don't even think I was in school yet. And we were at the park at the front of the neighborhood and, and it was me and my dad sitting in the swings and the baby swings. And we were like, Oh, how cool would it be if we remade that photo? And we said that for years, years and years. And so Monday morning when my mom came home with dad and asked me to help him into the house because he wasn't feeling very well. Later that night, we went and took the picture, which was so weird to me because for years we'd been talking about the same photo, just recreating this photo with him. And for it to, we went there the day, I think the night before he actually got back and was sick. We went there the night before, took the photo, went fishing, you know, that next morning he went to that was it. But it was just so strange to me that we got to remake that photo, you know, after all those years. And I I could have missed it so many times, you know, when you, if he was only supposed to live a couple months or I got him for 10 years, you know, it's, it's, there could have been any point in time where he wasn't going to be there anymore. And so it was definitely a shock for sure. But it, I just like now looking back at it, like, I was so blessed to have him there up until the very last minute that it's, it was definitely hard. It definitely took a hit on my faith for sure. Definitely didn't really understand why someone, why God would take someone like him away. You know, that was kind of the really hard piece of that. But, you know, I think now looking back at it, growing from that moment, miss him every day. It, it makes me so happy that you still think of him and that he's still at the forefront of your mind because sometimes it's hard 
your strength and your mom, of course, your strength through all this. It, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. He battled that cancer for 10, was it 10 years? It was 10 years. Yep. And yeah, that's, that's extraordinary. Yeah. The, the type of cancer that he had and people don't really, and he went past a couple mm-hmm. months. Right. So he's definitely a miracle case. Yeah, for sure. His faith has everything to do with that, you know. Um, and thank God you guys, you took that picture. I would love to see that picture. I'm so happy. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, I'll definitely send it to you. It was very cool. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I cannot thank you and enough for how much you all have touched my life. Man, I remember coming over a few times, you know, just being present, just coming to your home and hanging out and fellowshipping is incredible. Just powerful, you know. And your parents have not only been, not necessarily there for you, but examples of how to do life, live life, not just for you, but also for me and so many other people, you know? And that I've said this many times, I'm sure you heard it, the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Your dad, your mom, your your parents are incredible, and so are you. Is Is there anything else you would like to share that most people don't know or that you'd like to highlight? about about your dad? I think I'd like to just highlight one more thing about my parents. I think that when dad passed away, mom, you know, she had to, she had to bury over half of her heart with him. You know, she's, that was her best friend. She took him to every doctor's appointment. She was there every time he was sick. She was there, you know, if he was out, you know, on the, on, you know, working and she had to bring him stuff. Like it's, it's, that was her, like, that was her other half, her, you know, she'd probably argue her better half. But I was such, <laughs> it's such a blessing to be able to look up to parents like that. It, I, I can't stress that enough because I do know that I'm very lucky to have parents that like mine. I think that, you know, with dad being so selfless and such a hard worker and mom always giving back to the community and always working so hard, it's, it's easy to, it, it would be an honor to be half half the the people that they are i mean honestly it's what they do is beyond words and i feel like now that i'm older i'm getting a better understanding of that uh, it, having having a dad so self ever let anybody feel that way you know he never let anybody feel like they were an inconvenience or a bother i've really taken the course in life of life is way too short for for grudges, for unhappy moments, for, you know, people that are doing you wrong or people that don't want to do the right things around you. I feel like that path has been put in front of me and it's something that I live daily now. It's just life is too short. So I guess I'd say take the picture that you want to take because you never know when your last chance is to take it and and your parents a little tighter because you don't know the last time you're going to get to give them a hug. So 
yeah, that's what I'd say. It's, a, it's an honor to be, those are some big names to lay, live up to, so. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that, oh my goodness, thank you so much for those words. God bless you. Thank you so much for being who you are and the version of God and what God wants you to be and also the version your parents have raised you, you know, to be because quite frankly, you really don't have to, you know, like you, you could go the other way and just, right, growing up like your parents encourage you and how they work and you taking those types of responsibilities onto yourself, that's not easy. It's not easy. It's tiring sometimes. I don't know how they made it look so easy, but no. <laughs> oh, but you know what? You're doing the same thing right now. You you just you're a, a a younger, smaller version of what your parents have are doing, have been doing. You know? And I commend you, we commend you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Is there are there any parting words for Absolutely. Absolutely. I have one last question. Any parting words for anyone going through pain, loss, that may be similar to what you have experienced? What would, what helped you? What helped you? What has helped you get through? I would say one thing that, one thing that I have learned is that the pain itself doesn't go away I thought maybe years down the line it would hurt less to to lose somebody you'd get more used to it I think we just you know that pain is always there we're always missing that person but you surround yourself with with people or things that make your life happier you're you know it's okay to still miss somebody there's no expiration date really on missing somebody I would say I think that was my my hardest struggle was understanding how long can I miss my dad? Like how, you know, it's been seven years, eight years now. How how often am I allowed to bring him up? And there's just no expiration date on grief, I would say. You can always miss him. You can always feel that loss, but you just really surround yourself with things that make you happy, that kind of balance set out. I guess I would just say without it being too weird, it's okay to be sad about it sometimes. That doesn't go away. No, It just means they're not forgotten. Amen. My my mom, my mom and dad pastor a church in West Virginia, and they say my mom specifically says there is no time limit on grief. People can grieve as long as they want. So yeah, you absolutely. Thank you so much for that. We're going to end on that. Appreciate your words. I appreciate you taking this time to you know share about what's going on in your life. And, you know, also talking about your biggest loss, you know, in your life. Thank you so much. People will be able to benefit from this. God bless you, Bree. Take care. You too. Thank you. Allow me to take a moment to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and much, much more. Hello, my name is Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. 
It's called real refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.